Hello and welcome to the Mena Lupus podcast, a show that talks about lupus, its friends and the effects they have on us. My name is Michael and I am your host. Today's episode is about living with lupus. I would feel like I practically have no energy and always so tired due to the fatigue. Having people saying you're lazy for not getting things done or complaining because you have not done some DIY work in the home. For those people out there who like to complain about someone with lupus or any other autoimmune illness, not getting things done, here is an idea. Instead of complaining about it, why not do it yourself? That does not make a difference to certain people around me. And then my mood gets even lower because of it. That is something which happens a lot with me having lupus. The fatigue seems to be a permanent part of my life at the moment. So when I have what I would class as a good day, which is where I have some degree of energy, I literally keep going, trying to get everything I can done, and then go through burnout by the end of the day. Assuming I get that far before the body says it has had enough physically and cannot do any more. I will feel the after effects that night or the next day. My body will hurt more and it will trigger a flare, presuming I am not already in one. And if I am in one, it will make that flare worse. There are times people will ask, why am I in bed so late? and make jokes about it, be annoyed, irritated by it all. The fact is, I'm not bothered anymore if people want to make jokes, or annoyed or irritated, and neither should you be if people do it to you. I'm in bed so late because of the reasons I just mentioned. Fatigue which they wouldn't have a clue about, because many people's idea of being fatigued is something like staying up late for a night or two and waking up tired. That is not even close. Here is an idea for them. Go and work for 100 hours in the week. Go home and do all the chores every day. Go out every night socialising too. And yes, they absolutely will be tired, but still wouldn't be near to one day's worth of lupus fatigue which by the way is an ongoing thing, day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, year out. Most people, when they get tired from weeks like I just described, can get a good night's sleep and will feel better, but that does not work with lupus. Lupus fatigue wipes you out. The only time you get a real break is if you are in what is known as remission. I have not yet woken up one morning with a truckload of energy and running around like the flash or a blue bottom fly. When I get up early and push myself through the day, I know what to expect later on. I do try to ignore it because I know what some people around me will say. And no one wants to feel like they're a burden on others or we are not pulling our weight, as many of us do think and feel. The problem with that idea is ignoring it is not something I should do, and neither should you. I tried that before, and it did not work out very well, as I explained in episode 
0.02, how I found out I had lupus. People with autoimmune diseases cannot push their bodies in the same way others can, despite what many people think, although we do, and we do not get our energy back. I forget things people have said when I am going through lupus fog, and some will make stupid comments about it. Suddenly forgetting what someone just said to you is hard, especially when my mind is normally very good for remembering things. Talking to someone and not remembering their name because of brain fog is embarrassing and worrying to me. There was one particular situation which was the most concerning for me at the time. I was in the kitchen sorting out my meal. My partner was in the sitting room with one of her cousins and her cousin's partner. My son was in his bedroom on his computer, gaming with those noise-cancelling headphones gamers use. There I was standing in the kitchen, sorting out my dinner, when my mind literally went blank. I could not remember anything, what I was doing, who the people in the sitting room were, who my son was. I mean, I could hear their voices, but could not recognise who they were. It was an odd feeling, and I was really trying to remember something, anything. I could not even remember where I was, or what anything I was looking at was called. Plate, knife, fork. After maybe a few minutes of this, everything went dark. I felt a strange sensation, then heard a bang sound, which I realized afterwards was my head hitting the work surface as I fell backwards. The next thing I knew was hearing my partner and the others calling my name. At first the sound was in the distance and I still could not recognise the voices and then finally coming round, confused and with the back of my head and my back hurting. Now that is the first and thank the Lord the only time I ended up passing out with it. But not the first time for the mind going blank. The mind blanking is something that having lupus I go through when I'm in a flare. There is the jumbling up of words which can sound funny to others when they when they hear it, but to me it is some of it is more of a frustration when I am trying to say something and cannot get the words out properly. Sometimes I'll try to laugh it off, and other times people I know will make fun of it and then ask me if I have been drinking. It reminds me of someone trying to speed read for the first time and the brain is going faster than the mouth, and the words get jumbled or merged. Both problems generally go together for me. It is one of those difficult situations I have with lupus. By the way, what I forgot to mention is when I came round after going completely blank and passing out, and after my head cleared, I started thinking about my dad. You see, my dad developed senile dementia in his later years and passed away from related complications. I thought about the times when we would be talking and suddenly he'd stop and have this confused blank expression on his face where I knew he did not know where he was or who I was, which is exactly how I felt before knocking myself out. His mind was sharp before dementia took over. Dad was a deeply spiritual and very wise man. We had a lot of good times together and to see him going through it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do, especially the last year of his life. Apart from the 
recent passing of my mum, as I mentioned in episode 05. You know, my dad had this saying, once a man, twice a child. And I never really understood that until I saw him with dementia and could not remember who we were, how to walk, talk, or even feed himself. It was extremely difficult knowing why I was completely helpless to change it. So I thought for a while that maybe I was developing dementia, which worried me for a long time afterwards, because I could not get rid of a feeling that it could be that. It appears though to be yet another part of lupus. I don't know if you have experienced something similar with your mind blanking out on you. I also went through having to live with my drastic weight drop, which I mentioned in episode two, how I found out I have lupus. The fact that some people around me made fun of how skinny I became, not realizing that my lupus was affecting and does affect my weight, did not help. It was much easier to make fun of people than to try and understand their illnesses or them as a person. When I am going through my flares, my tolerance level lowers and what they said used to irritate me, but I am working on that. Having lupus had really messed with my ability to want to eat because although I felt hungry, I just did not feel like eating. And when I did eat, it was only small amounts. I would be out sometimes at my friends or family homes for dinner and could not finish for food and would have to take it home with me in a container. My brain was switched off to food and the reason I say it is my brain is because my stomach has the hunger feeling. Not being able to eat properly does create other problems like weakness in the body, a lack of energy which I already could not afford to lose as I'm dealing with fatigue. It affects my concentration which is already a problem with flares. There are a number of other effects and health problems that can happen with not eating, such as feeling nauseous, vomiting, blocked intestines, stomach pain, bloating, constipation, blood sugar fluctuations, slow digestion, feeling full after eating small amounts. Then there's things such as anemia, malnutrition, osteoporosis, increased risk of surgical issues, a weakened immune system, chronic fatigue, and problems with the nervous system, to name a few. For me, the feeling of wanting to eat but not being able to really got to me, especially as I like my food. In an upcoming episode, we will talk more about diet, so look out for that one. As well as the things which I have mentioned, there is also the joint aches, which 99.9% .9 of the time I keep to myself. On the rare occasions people would notice I was feeling some pain or discomfort is the time I would generally get the jokes. I certainly was not looking for sympathy, but a little understanding would be nice. My pain is usually with the skin, knees, groin area. I do tend to ignore the pain and carry on whatever I am doing. I am not alone in that because it is something you will find most people with lupus actually do. And with many, the pain is just too great to keep going, but we still try and do. It really doesn't help to do that though, because it makes the pain worse by aggravating it further. 
I also go through times with lupus when I drop things like a cup or glass or something else out of my hands. That happens to me when I lose sensation in my hands and I do not realize until the item is dropping or when I go to pick up something and realize I have no feeling in my hand at the time. It is a thing that does not happen with every flare, but it does happen. I also get a locking in my fingers and hands stiffen, which again seems to happen during flares. Socializing with friends and family is hard because I'm tired all the time, even when it comes to phone calls, and then they will think I am just not bothered with them. It is the same if I have not been to see them, but unfortunately cannot help what some want to believe. They could call if they wanted to, to see how I am, or pop round for a visit. I know I'm not alone in that, based on what some other people with lupus have said. Many people without lupus do not seem to understand, because they base what we should be able to do on themselves. Well, that ideal is pointless for us. When I say to those close to me, the things I can and cannot do, or the things I can and cannot eat, many do not believe and like to question if what I'm saying is correct. As if I do not know my own body, instead of actually trying to understand and be supportive towards me and others like me. Some people, family and friends suddenly think they are experts in what I feel or going through. Now I really do not mind people asking me anything about my lupus and other underlying illnesses that I am going through, but they should ask me because they truly want to know and not because they think they are a prosecution lawyer and I'm in court with them trying to trip me up. Lupus is a big thing to have to deal with for me and is a very big part of my life. I have to say the fact that discoid lupus is in general does not put you in hospital directly due to not attacking your internal organs like SLE which stands for systemic lupus erythematosus does. It is easy for people to dismiss it as nothing major. However, for those of us with discoid lupus it is major as it changes our lives in ways people do not see or understand. Just because I, as a DLE sufferer, am not in and out of hospital with internal organ problems doesn't mean I am not ill. Remember, all lupuses are autoimmune diseases first and the organ issues, although part of it, are secondary in the sense that your immune system is weak or non-existent and you are at high risk of catching any virus from someone, from anyone, then there's the organs which get damaged, whether internal or external. Of course, it is better to have DLE compared to SLE because of the internal organ attacks that those with SLE have to go through, but everything else is the same. It is easy for people to dismiss it as nothing major. However, for those of us with discoid lupus, it is major, as it changes our lives in ways people do not see or understand. Just because I, as a DLE sufferer, am not in and out of hospital for intergon, internal even organ problems, doesn't mean I am not ill. Remember, all lupuses are autoimmune diseases first, and the organ issues, although part of 
part of it are secondary in the sense that your immune system is weak or non-existent and you are at high risk of catching any virus from anyone. Then there's the organs which get damaged, whether internal or external. Of course, it is better to have DLE compared to SLE because of the internal organ attacks that those with SLE have to go through, but everything else is the same. The reason for me saying this is simple. In my experience, the medical profession appears not to be concerned or care about people like me who have discoid lupus. I have found the medical profession very dismissive of my condition. It is great that SLE rightly gets treated with concern. It is just a pity that DLE does not seem to have anywhere near the same reaction. Although it has to be said that there are many people with SLE who I have spoken to who feel that they are not being taken seriously either. And it is only right that I point that out. Which, as they have said, is without doubt down to medical teams that they have treating them. There is little real understanding of the condition and then if you get the medication, it inevitably can make you far worse by adding extra problems to your illness such as bone degeneration. The fact is, the medication cannot cure you. Life changes are what makes the biggest difference with lupus. By the way, I'll be going through SLE in an upcoming episode. Also, as I now have SLE too, on top of my DLE, I am looking at the differences in myself having both. So, back to Discord lupus for now. It is not surprising how DLE is viewed when you consider the definition of what discoid lupus is and there is two descriptions that explain what I mean. Number one, a form of lupus that is limited to the skin. The second is, in general DLE is a disease just affecting the skin and rarely affects the internal organs, i.e. rarely becomes systemic. Most studies suggest that approximately 5% of patients with discoid lupus at some stage may suffer a generalized flare of a disease involving joints, kidneys and autoantibody production and may progress to developing systemic lupus erythematosus. If left untreated, discoid may leave a scar. Those definitions are an absolute joke. Seriously. They don't seem to have spoken to people who have DLE. These definitions give the impression that DLE is nothing because it generally doesn't attack the internal organs or your joints. Well, hello, is anybody at home in the medical world because they failed to mention the fact that it is an autoimmune disease. That means we are at high risk of catching any virus or other catchable illness and possibly dying from it. So why imply that it's not serious? My guess is the people that came up with that definition do not have lupus. It is odd things to say, considering hardly anything is known about lupus and there's no medical cure for it. When COVID first hit and everyone was in lockdown and vulnerable, the vulnerable were being notified by their doctors to get the vaccine, but my doctors said nothing. Bearing in mind that COVID is a virus and attacks the immune system, lupus is an autoimmune disease that weakens the immune system. 
Now, you don't have to be an expert to figure a problem with that or what they said is. When I called my doctors about it, they said I'll be okay and just follow the government guidelines, which is wear a mask in public, clean hands regularly. Well, those are things that people with an autoimmune disease should do anyway. Now, the fact that I could not self-isolate as I'm a carer for my mum did not matter. What mattered was the poor advice because of the medical definition of discoid lupus. It seems to switch some of their brains off to the fact that it is an autoimmune disease and compromises the immune system. It reminds me of the phrase, the lights are on but nobody's at home. I wonder how many other people with DLE were overlooked and told the same nonsense I was. Yes, I know I could have shopped online, but one, online shopping was not great with them just leaving the food outside your door and running away like they were playing knockdown ginger in. And two, do you see the items they pick for you? I ordered online once and I remember one of the things I ordered was wholemeal medium-sized bread. Now I was expecting the same type that I would buy if I went into the supermarket and purchased it myself. But no, oh no, instead, I got some half-length, half-sized, child-portion-looking bread and the slices were not even big enough for a normal-sized slice of cheese. The tomatoes were soft, the lettuce had yellow bits. That told me I need to go to the shops myself and choose the items instead of them picking the first one they see. So with all the expert views on Discord loopers, is there any surprise that people around me do not take it seriously? No, to me, there's zero surprise. When the very medical profession that you need to help you actually treat it like it is nothing. The same as how they used to treat depression in men as nothing. This is why I keep it to myself. Well, at least I did. Until I decided to make a podcast about it and see if any of you out there with lupus are having the same problems or if it's just me. The fact of the matter is, whichever lupus you have, it attacks your immune system. Just because it is my outer organ, which is my skin, and not my internal organs, lungs, kidneys, heart, does not take away from the unmistakable fact that my immune system is compromised. It does not say anywhere that lupus is an autoimmune disease except if you have discoid lupus. Things like COVID does not care which one you have. It attacks your immune system. It's that simple. Anyone with an autoimmune related illness is at high risk of developing other issues related to your autoimmune illness. I get joint aches, fatigue, brain fog, muscle weakness, hair loss, weight loss, difficulty with eating, and I have even blacked out and ended up out cold on the floor as I explained earlier. So when I hear from the so-called experts that I only have discoid lupus, it truly bugs me. Does my only discoid lupus lessen my depression, the deep fatigue or my alopecia? No, it does not. Does it lessen my immune system being compromised? No, it does not because it is still lupus. As it is discoid lupus, I run the risk of developing skin cancer, where the melanin has gone from my skin, leaving those areas with no basic generalized UV protection. I have to watch out for UV lighting and the UVR rays from sunlight, regardless of if it is a cloudy day or not, and make sure I'm always covered with a minimum UPF 50 plus sun lotion. Having to keep an eye 
on what the UV levels are every day and knowing how high the risk to skin cancer is, it really does play on the mind, which is normal for people with DLE. Others with the various types of lupus also have to be careful in the sun. And to be fair, everyone needs to be careful and protect themselves with a good four-star rated UVA, UVB sunscreen. I see the skin tone differences and the sore above my eye or the one on my arm or the one on the top of my head to remind me of the fact that I have lupus as an immediate visual. And if that isn't doing it, the permanent physical pain of the ones on my eyebrow and head reminds me constantly. So how is it that people who do not have lupus can tell me it is only discoid? The curious thing is, the only people who say those things are the ones who do not have lupus. Right now, I just cannot seem to get a proper night's sleep. I'm usually up until way past midnight and although I feel tired, I actually am unable to fall asleep easily. When I do manage to sleep, I'll wake up four to six times during the night, every night, to either go to toilet or just be awake for zero reason. And it's very hard to get back to sleep, even though my eyes feel like they are burning and with tiredness and my body is just exhausted. And no, counting sheep does not help. There are those with lupus who also have osteoporosis and or rheumatoid arthritis throughout their body. So I can only imagine the pain they deal with at night and throughout the day. These days, on mornings when I do not have an appointment or work to go to, I stay in bed watching the clock go by, going in and out of sleep until around 12pm and sometimes later. This is really hard when there is so much noise around as everyone is understandably getting on with their day. Also, I do not find it easy to get back to sleep, even if there was pure silence around me. Now, I'm sure I should have the greatest sense of humour in the world, but after going through the night with little sleep and being told when you do finally get out of bed that you are lazy or here, oh, so you finally get out of bed then, just does not make me want to roll around with tears of laughter. The thing is, I am fully aware that I need to get up and get out and get on with my day. But I just feel too tired to do it. I feel so frustrated when I finally get out of bed and see the morning has passed by and I'm still feeling tired, like I never slept. And that is how it is for me every single day. By the way, in case you're wondering, staying in bed does not help me catch up on sleep I've lost. I'm just there waiting until I feel a little less fatigued before getting up. Yeah, fatigue is a very, very different ball game and it is a real pain in the backside not being able to have a decent night's sleep or function properly through the day. It is very easy as a man to feel inadequate when you are unable to do the things you need or want to, especially when you come from a time where you are raised culturally and socially to be the provider financially, to protect and to do those jobs around the home that need to be done. So with lupus, as I mentioned earlier, you have the stress, depression, fatigue, fear of skin cancer around UV lighting or rays, light sensitivity, eating disorders, alopecia, joint issues, organ problems, 
whether internal or external, and risk of other overlapping illnesses. It is so hard to deal with lupus on its own when it has so many extras that come with it as standard and others that can come as time goes on. In my mind, I was always thinking of various illnesses that I have and wishing they were gone. I found that so many people are dismissive of lupus when you don't regularly end up in hospital. I always have a have to justify my lupus illness to friends, family and the medical profession. Although at least with the medical profession they do admit they know very little about lupus as I mentioned earlier. Just because discoid lupus doesn't usually end up with you being rushed to hospital with organ failure does not mean it is not serious. Everything else is the same. And there are people with DLE who go on to develop systemic lupus, osteoporosis and other underlying problems. One of the side effects to the medication used to discoid, used for discoid lupus is that it can cause you to develop systemic lupus. No one can guarantee it will not. They can only say you should be okay. And it should not get to SLE, but there are cases where it does. That is something I think a lot about with the medication. In 2021, I was diagnosed with COPD and emphysema, which by nature of body trauma puts me at a higher risk of developing SLE. I will cover these different ailments in depth in coming episodes as it's something I need to know more about myself. Hearing my lungs were messed up is a big motivator to get back into training. It also works the opposite way and would make a person just give up, but I have no intention of doing that. Through faith, I will do whatever I need to to give myself a chance. Of course, there's no guarantees, but never give up with improving your health. I am working out what types of foods and drinks I can and cannot have. For instance, I have to avoid garlic as it is an immune system booster and a no-go for people with an autoimmune illness. For the last couple of years, my hot drink of choice has been a mint and green tea, which I personally prefer to normal green tea. The reason I drink green tea is it is full of antioxidants, which helps with oxidative stress activity in lupus. It helps against inflammation and the red rashes. It also helps to regulate the activity in the immune system amongst other health benefits towards someone with lupus and not just people with lupus. I have noticed that the rashes appear to have slowed down in their frequency. I am also trying different homemade mixed fresh smoothies. So in closing, my mind is in a better place. And this is just another door to go through on my journey. So in the gym, dietary improvements, Taiji Kwan, Qigong, back to my hobbies and a complete overhaul on how I let my mind think. These are things that I will be talking about more in future episodes. Thank you for listening to the Men and Lupus podcast. Please subscribe so you do not miss any episodes. Also, please leave a rating and review because that will be really helpful. May your hearts be filled with love, happiness, faith and peace. God bless you.